You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Father, we declare that our hallelujah and our worship, they all belong to you. We thank you for everyone who's gathered here. We ask, Lord, let no one leave your presence the same. We give you thanks. We give you all our praise, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Let's shout a big amen. Let's shout a big hallelujah. Amen. All right, welcome to church. If it's your very first time at Life Point, welcome. God bless you. Let's uh, let's well let's thank Folusha for sharing her God experience. Thank you very much, Sonny. Uh, God bless you. All right, uh, this week, uh, Friday at seven o'clock, we have our first Friday vigil at seven o'clock to eleven o'clock. It promises to be a fantastic time in God's presence time spent worshiping and praying. I think um, Pastor Debo Mottende will be here from the Maryland Church and uh, Tokbe Olagbegi will be here and Minister Myro Essay will be here. So it promises to be a fantastic time, all right? So please come and, and bring someone, okay? Um, good. Now, this week we had the exciting news that um, a gentleman had come to Nigeria who had then tested uh, positive for the coronavirus, coronavirus yeah? Fulisha, you went to corona? <laughs> Do you want to sit outside? <laughs> All right. Um, and this is, I mean, this week, Nigeria, among a number of countries, have uh, identified the first person. Um, as a people of faith, we will trust God. We will do things... Um, to make sure, and the government, to be fair, is, is doing their very best. And, they will, uh, and individuals, please keep your self, yourselves safe. Uh, you know, wash your hands. Uh, I've washed my hands a lot. <laughs> wash your hands. Uh, <laughs> yes, take a lot of showers. Um, if you feel ill, um, I think stay at home. Uh, and then if you find someone who's you know, feeling ill, um, let them stay at home and then let's call the, the, the medics. And if anyone needs the church to help, please, 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 please do it. But we have, we have reason to trust God concerning this, right? Uh, it wasn't too far that Ebola was an issue. And God, in his kindness, all right, in his kindness, uh, and, that we trust, and let's pray about it. Uh, Christians, we must pray. So let's pray about it. I will trust God for the very best. All right. Um, if you, when you came in today, we probably did have sanitizers around. Feel free to, you know, rub, to scrub yourself. Is point. Um, but we trust God that in the coming weeks uh, we would hear good news in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Okay. So we start a couple of conversations this month. This is not my time. The time we're all worshiping. You can't move from my own time. <laughs> so please just go back to status school. I don't have to tell me. We're worshiping. All of us are worshiping. <laughs> all right. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 28. We start a conversation about work, about business, 
about our careers this month. And I'm trusting God. I'm already sensing in my heart as I've prayed and prepared towards this uh, that God has some interesting dimensions that he would like us to explore. So Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 28. The Bible says, Let him who stole steal no more, no longer. And that is a message on its own. All right? And if you've come to church today and your occupation, whether primary or secondary, is stealing, uh, actual armed robbery, uh, 419, uh, the whole Yahoo business, this scripture is for you. Don't take the scripture off. Please put it back on so people can meditate on it. Uh, <laughs> let him who stole still no longer. But rather let him labor, walking with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give who, to him who has need. A couple of years ago, um, we preached a message called The Power of Work. And I'd like to just go through uh, the thoughts from that message in this introductory uh, Sunday, okay? Our work is meant to be part of our worship to God. Our work is meant to be part of our worship to God. And follow me, one day you and I should write a message and maybe even preach it together about what, how to worship God. Because sometimes when we think of how we worship God, we think of songs. But there's more to our worship of God than just songs. And that song says, and I'll bring you more than a song. You guys don't know it. For the song in itself is not what you have read. It's an old song. I know the old people are like, what song is that? What song is that? It says, you, you search much deeper. People like to sing in this song. For the... You're looking into... You know how to go. Hold it. <laughs> so our songs are important. But there are other ways with which we worship God. Romans, I think it's 12... Uh, says to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Says for this is your reasonable act of worship. In some places, we will talk about how we would worship God with our substance. One of the things, and I'll come to that shortly, that we're going to establish this month is that our work is part of our worship to God. I know that is strange for someone because as we speak, you are working a job you don't like. In fact, somewhere around 7, 8 p.m. today, you're going to go into that thing you normally go into where you cannot believe that you have to go back to work tomorrow. But your work, our work, is meant to be part of our worship to God. Uh, work is not a cause. Work is not a curse. Um, labor without fruit is a curse. Because sin took away what was the natural protocol of fruitfulness. The earth was meant to respond naturally with fruitfulness to the work of man. Adam was not put in the garden to be idle. The mandate was work. So when you read Genesis chapter 2 and 15, the Bible says the Lord God took the man 
and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. It was clear from day one. Adam was not created to be idle. In fact, when you read, um, I think it's in 2 Thessalonians. Let's look at that quickly. Chapter 3, verses 6 to 12. It says, But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother that walks disorderly, and not according to the tradition which he received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you. Nor did we eat anybody's bread free of charge. But worked with labor and toil night and day. That we might not be a burden to any of you. Not because we do not have authority but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. For even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. God creates man to work. Work is not a curse. Work is not a God does not bless idleness. And so we must say no to idleness. We must. And this doesn't matter whether you are a graduate or not. In fact, as we go further in the conversation, one of the things that will become apparent to us is that God is constantly reaching out to people who are busy. While the shepherds watch their flocks by night, revelation came. Gideon was threshing with Moses was tending flock. Jesus, typically, I think at least a good number of the disciples he called were people who were engaged in something already. Elisha was with oxen. And so it seems to me God finds people who are working already to give revelations. On the flip side, how many revelations have you received at, in the club at night? Think about it. At 1 a.m., you're dancing. How many times has revelation hit you, Shala? At that time. You say, ah, this is it. No. If anything, typically at that time, the angels are whispering your name. Shola, it's time to go home. There's church tomorrow. Shola doesn't really go to a club like that. Except for missions. <laughs> God has been, as I prepared for this, he's been just reminding me about Joseph's story. And he'll say to me how that he shows Joseph favor as Joseph works. And interestingly, Joseph had every reason not to work. Number one, Joseph had received a revelation. So some of you here have been in a prophetic encounter where God has told you, you will be a billionaire. And so you wake up every morning singing that worship song. I want to be a billionaire. A bill. If you sing a song slow, it's a worship song. A billionaire. A billionaire. A you know, you just. <laughs> Sister Tinny's song. <laughs> and you confess it because you've received a revelation. But Joseph 
still worked. Those who have dreams must work. Joseph had been mistreated before by his bosses. Some of you say, I will never work again for anyone. In fact, I will not work again because the last time I tried to work, my boss insulted the life out of me. Some people say, my job is by force. I really, if you know me deep within me, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. Deep within me, I'm an artist. I'm, follow, I'm looking, for, I'm following my passion. I'm following my heart. So you stay at home all day smoking weed from early morning, watching TV and being idle. Looking for inspiration. Have you been doing this? <laughs> so if anyone had reason not to work, it was just... A, but Paul says here, number one in Colossians, let him that stole steal no more. God does not bless for one nine. He doesn't. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians, he says, if anyone will not walk, neither shall he eat. And this is interesting for us um, in this time because there potentially has become a Christian generation that still doesn't understand that blessings cannot be wealth, for example, blessings relating to wealth, cannot be prayed down or wished. So when I was, you know, when I was much younger, I remember that there were just all sorts of testimonies. Oh, I was just walking down the road. Someone just called me, P.I. Oh, not even P.I. Because they used to call me P.I. Idris, look, I was sleeping around 4 a.m. God woke me up. He said, my son, my son, go down the road, just at the Lekki Express, where you see a guy coming, green T-shirt. He says, you must give him this two million naira. When you give it to him, you know, and, and he says, so I just have been here waiting for you. And he says, here is the two millionaire. Now God does that. And if he tells you to give me two millionaire, please let me know where you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to miss my destiny. Neither should you miss your destiny. All right. God does that. But this week, I was listening to my pastor preach at Exponential. And he was explaining how... There's a difference between what God does in the wilderness when he sends manna and what he does when you get into the promised land. And so out of God's mercy, there are days I will wake up and there's 10 million naira in my account, credit. There's 1,000 pounds here. There's 50, 500. I don't mind those. And they will come. <laughs> And you know it's easier to say they will come. You, all of us know. We, you want to just wake up in the morning and just see that note. God led me to send you this five million naira. <laughs> what a testimony. But the scriptural pattern is very clear. Those who receive the grace of God are not meant to be idle. Work is supposed to allow us access to the manifestation of the blessing of God. Work is a channel for the blessing. Work is a channel for the blessing. In fact, we, we need to have a new respect for work. What happened? Years ago, a bunch of people got into government... 
and stole tremendous amounts of money. They are still bringing back some of the money people stole. Hundreds of millions of dollars. And so what happened was that people, when they saw that, you know, uh, Olamide went into government yesterday. By September, she has bought a house in Banana Island, bought in uh, Vegas, bought in uh, Atlanta. Then they realized, why am I working? Let me go into government too. And you went into government, just in case. Like, I know you will talk to me later and say, Pia, you, you know, no, you weren't. She wasn't in government. Like that. And so a whole generation, that's that whole hammer generation showed up where the quickest path to wealth was what we wanted. Where so someone left university today and they say they want to buy G-Wagon the next month. With red leather seats, I know. <laughs> Help me tell the person next to you, tell them you have to work. You have to work. Yep, you have to work. Because work is a channel for the blessing of God. I think it's in 2 Corinthians 9 or 2 Corinthians 8, he calls God the one who gives us bread to eat and seed to sow. Work is powerful. There is dignity in work. In fact, if there's anyone here who doesn't have a job yet, you don't have a work, employ yourself. Tomorrow morning, dress up. Have an interview with yourself. Speak, to, I'm telling you, speak to yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Stand in the mirror. Tell me about yourself. What are your weaknesses? What is your five-year goal? Okay, I think you are qualified for the role. I now employ you. And give yourself a job title. Start a business. But you cannot afford to be idle. You can't. Not with the Holy Spirit. You cannot. It's not in my notes, but I was preparing and just realized sometimes we do not understand the flow of wealth in our city. That there are people who make more money in this city, make baking bread than all you app developers. And you're feeling woke. You're in the middle of the night. I'm coding, I'm coding. Go and bake bread. Go and bake bread. Call it techie bread or something. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm telling you. Because sometimes you are driving on the road and you're saying, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I have an Instagram account. I'm so cool. I'm going to my nice job. And you see somebody on the road and you are like, but that guy is making 10,000 10, naira a day. And when you do the multiplication, you realize that you are not very far off. Work is a powerful thing. The power to create wealth is released as we work. So those who work must be proud of the work that they do. Those who work must be proud of the work that they do. The Bible says in Psalm 1 and verse 3 that he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaves also shall not wither. And I like how it ends. And whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does. May I speak to those people who think they need it? You don't even need a degree to do work. You do not need it. So all of uh, the people in school, 
Yes, you should focus on getting a degree, but that is not the reason why you should be unemployed. Whatsoever he does prospers. I love Genesis 26, verses 12 to 14. It says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now, now may I point out that when we see this, typically, we think this meant that they sold money. Because that's how we interpret it. But they lived in a, in a time when agriculture was a big thing. So what it meant was that Isaac worked. So for him, seed time was work. Harvest time was work. So let me challenge that person who wakes up in the morning and says, I am going to work and I'm not happy. Don't you want to be blessed? Let me challenge that person that is still saying now, oh, my hate's my job. My goodness. Let me challenge that person that has a small business and is still be looking down on it and saying, but don't you understand? That the work of a blessed man is the landing pad for the favor of God. It is. If you've ever owned a helicopter before anybody here, God will bless you, don't worry. You can't just... Well, there's a, so if you have a building, yeah, and you guys don't have buildings that have helipads? You guys don't? Even you... No, 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 we don't do not that in the spirit. Seriously speaking. So typically, if well, God will promote you guys, you'll see it. Amen. As things go on, you would find that you would build things and you would put a place where the helicopter, a plane cannot land there. Don't try it. But <laughs> a helicopter can land. That is how work is for a blessed man. That the favor of God hovers around you. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Saying, where can I land? In fact, next week, we'll talk about finding the pathways or understand the pathways of favor. Because one thing we have not done enough as believers is understanding how God favors us as we walk. So read Genesis 38, 39. That there was something Joseph will do that even as he walked in certain places, things will turn around. In fact, he got, always got to the place where they would say, and they handed almost everything over to Joseph. And I was preparing for this. It was dropped in my head that there's a Joseph dimension of favor that is about to manifest in our lives. I thought you would say a big amen. amen. And so you must protect the landing place. I mean, I keep, I keep on teasing my kids because when you go to their school, the, uh, uh, the two younger ones, when you go to their school, there's this huge field. So I've said to them that before they graduate, one day I'm coming for visiting day in the helicopter. And I'll just land and then have this, maybe Caleb and, and Sam will then dash out with dark shades first. 
I know my children won't talk to me for days. <laughs> then I'll just come out with my shorts. <laughs> oh, man, I dream too much. <laughs> this, is the, this is the bini part of me that is, God is walking on gradually. But Lord, please, just once. <laughs> but it would be so cool. But before you land a helicopter anywhere, someone needs to make sure there are no cows there. Because something big is about to land. In the same way, church, you must protect your work and your ability to work. So your girlfriend cannot call you six times in a working day. (laughs) Each conversation requiring 30 minutes. Don't say, ah, because you all do it. Okay, 29 minutes. Ah. Okay, you hang up. You hang up first. No, you hang up. I love you more. I love you more than more. On company time, Nifemi. Your cousins cannot come and visit you in the office. When they come to visit, you stand with them at the reception. Let's make it brief, dear. Because you must protect the landing space. You must make sure that nothing distracts your ability to work. The blessed man works. The blessed man works. And so this month, as we go through this, understanding that your work is is worship. Your work is worship. <laughs> Someone says, how, how is that even possible? Colossians chapter 3 and verse 23. Let's read that one. And 24. It says, and whatever you do, do it heartily, heart, heart, heartily, follow your speak with accent, heartily. Huh? No, Nifemi, please, Nifemi. It's a food that went to Corona. Let them pronounce for us. Do it heartily. (laughs) Do it well. As to the Lord and not to men. It says, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance. I've thought about this before. I don't know if I can talk about it. I'll talk about it again next weekend. How that there is something called the reward of the inheritance. And how that favor allows you to access this. And that for your favor to land, you need to work. So if you're one of those people that have this, it doesn't matter how, many, how much money your father or your mother has. It does not matter. You cannot be idle. Everyone should be working. Is it Brother Bonner that says, is that, was that Bonner boy that said, even at Denuga, they find money. <laughs> How do I know all these songs? Hashallah, <laughs> you're looking at me like, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, you think it's only hymns I listen to, right? That is a hymn now. <laughs> if you sing it slow. Ade nuga de fine. You sing it slow. Shall I know? I'll teach you. I'll give you some. 
playlist. I says to do it heartily as unto the Lord. This is important for someone who has a business. Because you need to realize that that business does not belong to you as Sohe. It's important for someone that has a job. That Felicia, I know you think you're working for... You guys have a lot of names. That company. <laughs> I know you think you're working for ExxonMobil. I know you think you're working for GTB or you're working for the Elevation Church. I know you think that the one who employed you is the one whose name is on the employment letter. But it says whatsoever you do, when you work, it says to do it from your heart as unto the Lord. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. So let me put three things down and let us pray this morning. One, that you would make your work the work of God. And so when he says you are the light of the world, when God says you are the salt of the earth, my goodness, does he suggest that through my work, someone should be encouraged? That through my work, someone should be sustained? Because your work gives God something to work with. When Christians work, they have access to grace. They have access to the law of supernatural returns. They have access to divine inspiration. If you can, you should find a book by a gentleman called Ken Costa called God at Work. You should find that book and read it. That would you view your business as something that God wants to use for his glory. That you would apply the principles of the word in your business. For someone that you would not despise the days of little beginning. For someone it means that when you go to the office you cannot be the one that spreads rumor and gossip. You cannot be the one who when people are looking for authentic gist in the office, they come to you. They say, I know, no, I know that Osas will have, you will have the correct gist. Who slept with her? And you will now cough. <clears throat> According to my sources, mm -mm. because your work is the work of God. It means that you cannot call in sick with regularity while you are doing you are watching some series at home hmm. if, I'm the, if you are the one I'm talking about just look forward <laughs> but you know you kind of do it sometimes just go hello sir <laughs> I really can't uh, oh. I, I can't tell you what's happening with me of course you can't tell what's happening some of you have already decided the days that you're going to be sick this year. <laughs> lies, lies, lies. Your work is the work of God. Secondly, that you would walk by faith. 
that you would trust God for promotions. I love the song the band sang today. That your business or your job will not be the ultimate source. But that you would trust God. You would receive divine inspiration at work. That you would let God lead you in your business. That you would let God give you strategy. That you would let God give you the principles with which you work. But for someone, hmm, you would walk by faith. You would not sleep with anyone to get a promotion. The church said amen. amen. Uh, no, you didn't say it well. I will say it again. That we will not sleep with anyone. You know what it means to sleep? To have sex. With anyone to get a promotion. The whole church said amen. amen. You would tell them, if you want, I can bring the original of the employment letter and return it back to you. But you would know that God's presence goes with you to work. He says that he is the one who gives us the power to create wealth. In fact, it gets to a time, I think it's a conversation between J- Jacob, right? And his, his father-in-law. And the father-in-law says to him that I, I realize by divination that God is blessing me because of you. That is how a Christian does when they go to work. And so when you go to work, you should show up with a smile. And so Timothy, when you go to work tomorrow, you should be smiling. When they ask you, why are you smiling? You should tell them, I am bringing the blessing of God with me this week. The Bible says promotion does not come from the east or from the west, from the south. Lastly, that you will respect the process. Your work is worship. When we read Genesis chapter 26, Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in that same year. Sowed was work. Reaping was work. It wasn't just sitting down and saying, oh, I'm reaping. No, they were sweating. They stayed up long hours. Next week when we talk about favor, you would realize why you don't see the favor of God at work in so many people's lives. Because the paths to favor, we don't understand. But as you would respect the process, Genesis 26, 12 to 14, it says, Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And normally when we say that, everybody says, Amen. But the Bible begins to describe the process. It says the man began to prosper. One. And continued prospering. Two. Until he became very prosperous. Three. For he had possessions of flocks and of heads and possession of heads and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. That you must refuse the hammer mentality. What is the hammer mentality? 
you saw Tolu today, he was just doing okay. Tomorrow, one week, he disappears for a month. Then he comes back, one G-Wagon, one Range Rover, one house in Ikoyi, and then we say, ah, Tolu has hammered. And then you even go to him and say, how did you do it? This sharing the money mentality. That ours must be the generation that refuses to go into government to steal money. Amen. I didn't hear that. Amen. Because the money you steal from government is the money they are used, they're supposed to use to build hospitals and send people to school. The Bible says in Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 6, 12, if I'm not wrong, it says, do not be slothful. Again, it says, but be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. May I speak to this young man in service today who is putting their career under pressure. Some of you should not be living by yourselves yet. In fact, some of you should not be living in Lekki yet. And some of us should not be going on vacation yet. Oh. You should come up with something. I want to, I make it nice. I want to do a tour of the 36 states of Nigeria. That gives you time. And you say, well, you can do it with social media. It look very nice and trendy. You carry a backpack, you wear a t-shirt, jeans. You do tour. But no, I want to go to London. You spend your whole salary. Take one or two pictures on Oxford Street. And you come back broke. So the man began to prosper, but we don't agree. Lord, no, I cannot, I cannot be in this stage. I cannot begin to prosper because you have blessed me. The man continued, no, Lord, I want to be very prosperous. And that is the conflict I keep on hearing. And that's why people abandon work. So God says, I want to bless you. And you say, great, Lord, bless me. Bless me indeed. You say that Jabez prayer, right? Bless me like you blessed him. And God says, okay, so tomorrow at 7.55, you will be at work. And you say, no, God, I just want you to bless me. And God says, if you will not work, you will not see the manifestation of the blessing. Help me tell the person next to you, tell them work. Tell, the, tell them work. Do you know that Adekule song? I'm not saying you should play it. I'm just saying. <laughs> there is work involved. I believe that there are blessings hovering over our generation that are looking for a landing place. I believe so. So next week as we talk about understanding the pathways of favor and the power of work, I want you to come prepared. Because there are certain things we say and do that show that we do not understand what God is doing with our work.
Today I'm begging anyone, if, if you don't have something you are doing on a day-to-day basis, find something. Get a big, go, on, go open a bakery. Start a farm. Take a job, take a cleaning job. Take another job. Put an advert out there. Start an online business. You know, it's when we come here that we all pretend and there are certain things we think are beyond us. And I remember I said this the last time, how there was a young lady I knew who used to work um, in one... Oh, if I call... Where is she? Not here. She used to work and make burgers in London, hamburgers. And, it, you know, and I, I, was int- I was just impressed that when she came to Lagos, but it was... I don't think she would ever have agreed to make hamburgers in Lagos. And I realized it's the way we treat ourselves that takes the dignity out. And we thank God that people are reclaiming dignity even in in strange places now. Because it's me, make burger in Lagos with my degree. The people now come and say, ah, I know you now, life point, Abby. I say, no, I don't know where that is. (laughs) But it's amazing what God wants to do with your work. I believe deeply in my heart that there is someone here who has lost faith in their career. There is someone who has lost faith in their ability to do a business. And so they're asking you to come and take drugs somewhere. You know, we're in Africa, so sometimes when we say some of these things, uh, people who are not here don't understand. But maybe there's even someone who they've told you that there's a, with your Harvard degree, that you should come to the Babbage and they will, they will bait you at midnight. And we all say, oh, can you do this? But some people still do it. Maybe they've asked you to to do a a shady deal. But God is the one who has your work. In fact, I say that the blessing comes with a promise of employment. God sends the blessing upon us. He says you will do a business. You will own a business. You will have a job. You will have jobs. I think next week we'll also pray. Anyone who desires a a job, a change, a new business, that I would make my work the work of God. That I would walk by faith. That I would respect the process. Felicia, how long have you, how many years have you worked now? 15 years. Okay. This young girl has worked for 15 years already. PFA, how long have you worked now? Where's PFA? Who's here? About 30 years. I've been cheeky. <laughs> Actually, been cheeky. Pefi, how long have you worked? 20. All right. I started working in, not nine, I started working in 2000. That's 20 years of working. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> now, I'm saying it because, so if you, no, no, I'm saying this because, so if you see me wearing a Rolex, eh? Does it, ah, God of, God of PI. God of PI. 
You will bring my Rolex? No. <laughs> Go and check the record. Check the pictures. Even swatch. I know when I started wearing swatch. Some of you should sell the Rolex you are wearing. Some of you should move back to Yaba. Be coming to church from there. <laughs> Respect the process. Some of you should be honest. Tell them, I cannot afford this Ashwebi now. I can't. I can't spend 100000 for a wedding that's not mine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm saving that money for my own wedding. <laughs> when was the last time you prayed over your work? When was the last time you prayed over the business that God has given you? It says, when was the last time you, you took it seriously? When was the last time you asked for a manifestation of the grace of God and the favor of God over your work? I'd like us to pray this morning. Let's approach God in prayer. Let's approach God in prayer. I'd like us to just thank him for the ability to work. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you're a student, if you're a bank MD, if you own 50 businesses, if you're just starting a business, you're five years into your career. But I'd like you to just thank God for the ability to work this morning. I'd like you to thank him. I'd like you to thank him. I'd like you to thank him because you are not working in vain. I'd like you to thank him because he's with you. I'd like you to thank him for his grace that is at work in you. Paul says that God is able to cause all grace to abound towards you, that you have insufficiency in all things and at all times may abound unto every good work. I'd like you to thank him. I'd like you to thank him. There are all sorts of new opportunities. There are all sorts of favor. There are all sorts of blessing that are hovering around us as a church, hovering around us as a generation, looking for people who would put their hearts and their hands to work. And I'd like you to just say, Father, I submit my career, I submit my business to you. Someone else is saying, Lord, I refuse to be idle in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because you know you can be employed but yet idle. So in Psalm 31, of Proverbs 31, it speaks of the woman. It says she will not eat the bread of idleness. So someone is saying, Lord, I refuse to eat of the bread of idleness. It says, woe unto you who, where your kings are children and your princes says they wake up to feast in the morning because they have not understood the proper process and order. So someone is saying, Lord, I will not wake up in the morning to play. Lord, would you breathe upon us as a people? Would you breathe upon us as a church, as a generation? As we go down this path, as we have these conversations, Lord, will the truth born within our souls, within our spirit? There's a student here who should have a business already. It says, that man who will not walk, let him not eat. So somebody is saying, Father, I will walk. I am ready to do something. He put Adam in the garden to tend it. Adam was not created to be idle. There's someone who is saying, Lord, I hear your word. Your word says, let him who stole steal no more. And you're saying, Lord, I will not steal another day. 
I will not do illegal work another day. I will not. I repent from it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like you to just pray in the spirit for one minute. Just pray in the spirit for one minute. And as we're praying in the Holy Spirit, we're asking God for a, a release of favor. And that is actually what has been so deep within my heart. A release of favor. A release of favor. That we'll have encounters of favor. That, that, that as we go to work this week, as we, as we go to work, as we do our businesses, as we go to our jobs, whatever it is, that we would find a release of favor. A release of favor a release of favor so we're just going to pray in the holy ghost for one minute or two and that is what we're doing we're just releasing favor we're saying lord order my steps there are parts of favor i refuse to continue to walk it with unfruitfully i'd like you to just go ahead and pray in the holy ghost the disciples they had been fishing all night. The Bible says they had caught nothing. But there was just one word from God. It says, would you try it again? It says, cast your net upon the other side. God is interested in your work. Lord, we are, we are releasing mercy. We are releasing grace. We are releasing mercy. We are releasing grace. Do we have a worship song? Wherever you call me, take me deeper than my feet could ever want. My faith will be made strong. In the As we sing, but just going to sing, just going to sing. For that person who is struggling, I'd like you to reach out to God. That person who is struggling with their work, I'd like you to reach out to God. I refuse to be frustrated at work. I refuse to be unproductive in my business. I refuse to be unemployed. Isaac sold. Lord, show me where to sow. Lord, show me where to sow.
Savior. Heavenly Father, we come to you this afternoon with faith in our hearts. Breathe upon the works of our hands, Lord. According to your word, let us experience unusual favor. Let us experience unusual favor in our careers, unusual favor in our businesses. Lord, let our work be acceptable worship to you. Let the standards that we use at work and that we use at business, let them be pleasing in your sight. Let our work glorify you. Let our work bless people. Lord, build businesses in this place. Businesses that will employ thousands and thousands of people. Lord, promote people in this place. Break ceilings in this place. Take men where they have never dreamt of before. Take women where they said women could never go. Lord, anoint us. Give us the knowledge of witty inventions. Give us bright ideas. Give us the ability to see opportunities. Lord, we reject the bread of idleness. Let our hearts, Lord God, be excited about work. Lord, give us jobs. Give someone another job. Give us business ideas. Let us be found diligent, standing before kings. Open the pathways of favor. Open the pathways of favor, Lord. The one who says to Peter, here is where you would fish. And it's net breaking. It is boat sinking. Lord, you are the same. You never change. Let there be a manifestation. Ah! Lord, break through for us. Let our work be worship to you, Lord. They would say of Daniel, where can we find such a person? Ah, Lord, let that be our testimony. They would hand keys over to Joseph. Keys of the kingdom, keys of prison, keys of Potiphar's house. Let keys be handed over to us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for that person in this place who has failed at business. I pray for that person in this place who has been rejected over and over again as they've applied for one job after the other. Our Father, there is healing in you. Let that which comes in the next couple of days, let it bring healing in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That one who has toiled all night and caught nothing, let them catch a lot in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we declare we are like trees planted by the rivers of water. 
that we bring forth our fruit in due season, our leaves do not wither, and that whatsoever we do prospers. And God's people shout a big amen. amen. A huge amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Amen. While we bow our heads in just one quick minute, just bow your heads in one quick minute. There's someone who's here today uh, and you haven't made that decision to follow God. You haven't made that decision to become a child of God. The Bible says, for as many as believed in Christ Jesus, he gave them power to become children of God. Our invitation is thus. Would you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior? The Bible says, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouths, our mouths, we will be saved. That his blood was shed on your behalf. That he was nailed on the cross for you and I. That is the one who gives meaning to everything. And he doesn't just produce uh, or present you with rules. He presents you with a life change. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he becomes a new creature. All things are passed away. Anyone who would like to surrender to Christ today, all I ask you to do is raise one hand up and I'll pray with you. Just raise them up boldly. Father, thank you. Would you please say after me? Say, Heavenly Father, I accept Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life. I believe in my heart that he died for me, rose again for me, that his blood was shed on the cross for me. And I declare, Lord God, that I am forgiven. I declare that I am saved I declare that I am now born again. I declare that I am now a child of God. Let me pray for you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for my brother. Thank you for my sister who has made that decision today. Lord, I ask that you would keep them strong in faith. You would support them. You would encourage them and cause them to flourish in your house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's put our hands together and celebrate Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.